Hi, welcome back to Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color with your host, Dr. Tony Alvarado. Well, I'm glad to be back with you on this week, and I'm so excited about another opportunity to share with you. We have an um, interesting topic that we're going to be talking about this evening. We're going to be um, discussing our uh, theme or our conversation today is on the, the topic of ADHD or ADD, and we're going to be particularly talking to women who are over 50 who may be dealing with um with ADHD or something similar to that. And we have our podcast guest who's on with us today is Roz Bogle. Roz Bogle is um, one of my best friends. She is my best friend. She's my ride or die. Everybody that knows us calls us Lucy and Ethel. And I'm just so glad to have my Lucy on the show with us today. But Roz, seriously, Roz Bogle is, has been a good friend of mine for over 30 years. We have been walking together here in the Atlanta area for over 30 years. And um, I can say she is a sister beloved and friend. She is a certified master trainer, 25 years in the field. Learning development uh, is what she does, training and sales. Roz is 55 years old. She's a single mother. And she has a very interesting um, story to share as it relates to her diagnosis with ADD and uh, what she's doing about uh, managing that and how she cares for herself. Uh, and um, and she wants to empower other women and share and bring awareness. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So will you all help me welcome to the show, Roz Bogo. Hey, Roz. Oh, hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, Thank you for coming on the show. Of course, of course. Anytime I can talk about this, it's um, and possibly help somebody else. It's that's mm-hmm. what I'm all about with this. So yeah. Okay. Well, Roz, um, this is an interesting topic. Um, this it's not one that we talk about a lot. You know, we we talk about ADD and ADHD when it comes to children, yeah. but we very rarely talk about it about it in adults, and okay. we don't talk about it as women. Right. Uh, women of color. We don't talk about issues around that. Uh, and so um, having walked with you and knowing your journey and being a part of your journey, um, I just thought it would be great for you to come on and share. And I know that's been part of your, uh, lately you've been sharing with me how you want to empower and bring awareness um, to women and help women who may be struggling and maybe not even know that they're struggling and some who know that they're struggling but have, have not moved to the place of getting help or even being transparent about what they're going through. And so I just want you to kind of share with us, educate us and empower us on what it's like. Now, you know, I've had a mental health um, professionals on the show, several mental health professionals, and we've talked about you know, this COVID-19 and what it's been like for people um, and how we have to care for ourselves. Yes. Yes, yes. For that nature. But I've not talked with anyone who's had a mental health diagnosis. And right. so there's, you're coming from one living with it, which is why I, the title of our show today is living with ADHD or ADD. And um, um, so I wanted to get your perspective from it. From, Absolutely someone who's living with it. And so, yeah, talk to us and share with us. Absolutely. First, let me say I appreciate the opportunity to share and to bring more awareness about this because anytime um, uh, mental health uh, comes up, there is this shame that comes with that. And that's just part of our culture. Um, And we are the last people to get help. I always say, and I've said, and you've heard me say this, now if somebody said, hey, you've got a cancer, we would run off to the doctor and as many doctors as we could. 
as we can possibly go to. But whenever the mind comes up as if the mind cannot be diseased or if there cannot be some abnormality with the brain, we shun away from that because that's, again, that's just something that we have grown up with uh, because we've not always had the opportunity to to deal with our mental health or uh, Mm -hmm. uh, had doctors and the things to go to. And so we just kind of said, well, you know, Miss So-and-so living down the street, she crazy, but Oh, well, we just kind of learn to live with it. Um, and it becomes very detrimental, not just to us as individuals, but um, to our uh, to our families. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Health is not just in a bubble. It just does not affect just the one person. Um, it affects everyone. It doesn't matter. Um, it could be on a large scale, on a small scale, but that mental health issue. And then we just got to get beyond the, that um, feeling that host or having a stigma about mental health. Um, mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. Um, I, and as a matter of fact, I'm just going to be very personal about it. You know me, very, very transparent. Um, <laughs> Our conversation, really, the diagnosis came from you and I had a conversation one day mm-hmm. back when I was in my 40s. And I remember um, just really struggling because the thing with ADHD, it is, is it rarely stands alone at this age. It okay. comes with depression. Um, and then I'm, and now that I'm 55, it, it it's wrapping itself around menopause. Oh, so wow. it's a factor at this point. <laughs> but going back to the first time that I um, finally had to settle in my mind that there's something else going on here. And you and I were having a conversation one day and I was in tears mm-hmm. because the struggle was really about to, I felt like it was about to take me in. I really did. Um, and I remember just uh, doing the day one day and just kind of pouring my heart out to you mm-hmm. about the struggle that I was having because the struggle was and is, let me be clear, the topic is living living with ADHD. It, it never goes away. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, it was, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. I can't stay focused on anything. Um, I know that, not to sound cocky, but I know I'm smart. Right. Um, I know I'm intelligent and, and a quick study, but that has nothing to do with ADD. Mm. Uh, it can be uh, genius level, highest IQ, but ADHD, attention deficit disorder, let me be clear about what the what that stands for, um, is, as my doctor told me, he said, it is a misfire of the synapses in the brain. And that ain't something that we can fix mm-hmm. in terms of let's go have surgery, let's, there's a medication. Nope. It's the um, best way to describe it. It's just like electric current um in our brains and there's the flow and that keeps the the electricity or the current flowing from one neuron mm-hmm. to the next. Well, in my brain, there's this disconnect. disconnect. People with ADHD, there's these, you know, this things where it's just not coming together all the time. Okay. So again, when um you and I were talking that day and I was just so frustrated because I could not figure out why I could not say the task. And when I look back over my history as uh, particularly as an adult, I, it has always been great ideas, start something and then squirrel, you know, that's the, that's kind (laughs) of what and it was always something that just kind of take me off track mm-hmm. or the flip side was to dig, to dig into something you know it was oh I gotta have this part I gotta have this part as opposed to just saying okay I've got parts a b and c but 
I would go so far in the woods. Mm -hmm. By the time I got in there, I was lost because you're just picking apart these little pieces, these little pieces that really had nothing to do with the project or the big picture. But my mind said, you got to keep doing, you got to keep doing, it's got to be right. It's got to be this. And then on the backside of that, and here's the caveat of that is because my brain says, while I'm digging through and we're in finding the answers to this, but my brain at the end of all of that said, okay, we've done that. Don't want to do that anymore. So no. So I would have all these unfinished projects because somewhere in my brain, it said the, you know, the endorphins and the exciting part. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was over. Now I haven't physically completed anything, but in my brain I had. Okay. So, Okay. All of those things come into play with attention deficit disorder. And while our show topic is ADHD, that it simply means attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Well, at our age, we're not very hyperactive. So, but the parts that remain is that it's just you're not able to focus or you hyper focus. Okay. Go too far in the woods with something. So, um, but the frustration that it brought, again, wrapped around the depression because Mm -hmm. it's almost spiritual in nature. You know how we talk about spirits Mm -hmm. very seldom come by themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, This part says, because when I started beating myself up and feeling at Mm -hmm. times, I felt suicidal. Okay. You know, it's like, I can't do this. And the frustration behind it was just overbearing. It was just so much because this part of my brain says, why not? You can do this. This is so Mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can tell you the amount of businesses I've started. And then it's just like, okay, let's do something else. Mm-hmm. And then you start, you know, I would start to beat up on myself and feeling like I'm just not disciplined. Well, but the flip side of that says when you look at the other part of my life, you are. I am. I'm a homeowner. Wow. I've, I've been able to keep, you know, I stayed on one job, not, you know, not in one position, but one job for 16 years. Now, yeah. of course, there was a lot of frustration going on in that, but <laughs> but the ability to so stick with it. Mm-hmm. Was a parent. Um, my my kid, he's an adult. Never, not one time was I off. You know, well, I'm gonna say off the mark. Not one time, but in terms of being able to just stay focused on what he needed, it was. You're, you're, you're a single mother, and you have raised him. He's how old is right now? He's twenty. He just turned twenty. I <laughs> just turned twenty. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment, and not not that yeah. his father's not in his life. We know his I father's. Think. Very right. much in his life, but you, but he's, but you're the custodial parent, right, right, right. And he's been with you, you know, since since you were since you were divorced, and so, I mean, yeah, and you've raised him well. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's a. Sometimes I look at him, I go, hmm, I wonder if he's the right kid from the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but then I look at him and I say, you look so much like your mom and dad, honey. You're ours, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, th- but that whole, um, you know, the the difference it even makes it more frustrating because you can be so accomplished on one side, but then this other part is just like, you feel like a failure. Um, so again, just being able to finally get a diagnosis when I was in my 40s, I think mm-hmm. when we were having a conversation, I want to say I was 45. Yeah, um, that time. It was right. I want to say I was 45, but you said to me um, after we had been on the phone for a couple of hours, and I know you was probably like, well, dog, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we had just been on the phone. I went through every possible emotion. And uh, you said, well, Rosalind, why don't you go? She said, you sound like Josh. And <laughs> I said, hmm? And then you began to recant to me kind of the things that I was going through was the same thing that you all had discovered with Joshua and his ADHD. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, but that's a kid's thing. You know, yes, that's, that's you know in my mind. And, and honestly, until you and I talked about it, but that day when we were talking and you mm-hmm. were sharing with me about your, the you know, not being able to stay focused and stuff. And I was like, that sounds just like Josh. Because, you know, Joshua got diagnosed. And this, this conversation is not about him, but he got diagnosed mm-hmm. when he was in third grade and uh, maybe nine, eight or nine, seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Raising a child with ADHD and mm-hmm. we talk, you know, most people that know us know that we, that, you know, we, our story with Joshua and I've had parents reach out to me about, you know, their children, you know, should we go on medicine? And let me say this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here, they don't believe in medicine. I told, I, when they asked right. me, we took Joshua to get medicine. It was, right. And there were some days I thought I was going to need to take Joshua's medicine. <laughs> you know, it's been a struggle. And so, and so, yeah. And so when we were talking that day and you said to me, some of the things you were describing sounded so much like things we had learned being mm-hmm, parents mm-hmm. of, a, of a, a child with ADHD. Right. And I was like, why don't you go, you know, check that out? And I, yeah. honestly, and then, and then honestly, when I, you know, the, there are a lot of p- professional people who are ADHD and yes. but they're on medication and they're able to function or whatever. And I found that out from, you know, some of the seminars and things that we went through right. um, in learning how to manage and care for Joshua. But I didn't know, I didn't know anyone personally as an adult mm-hmm. who, were, who was struggling with ADHD. You didn't know anyone diagnosed. Diagnosed. Exactly. Because right. the uh, number I think is, 30%, somewhere around 30% of the population is undiagnosed. Um, and, you know what? and that's probably higher than that now. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is, you know, that was, as soon as you said that to me, something said, yeah. And so I just hung up the phone immediately. When we when we got off the phone, I just picked up the phone and I called my doctor. And because, you know, a lot of times, again, we start. Well, well, and I was like, nope, mm-hmm. because if you want something differently, you got to do something differently. And, oh. I, was, and I was at yeah. that moment of, if I don't do something, something else is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that to be dramatic or yeah. it's just mm-hmm. my, at that moment, it, I had reached, I had just reached the end for me in terms of, I was like, something mm-hmm. has to I gotta know what's going on with me. Um, and so then um, so sure enough, called the doctor and they got me in, I think within the week, and I went through a battery of tests pretty much half the day, where mm-hmm. you know, with the psychologist and psychiatrist mm-hmm. and came back with the uh test results, and it's like, yep, <laughs> oh yeah, you have <laughs> Oh, right. I said, well, dang, you ain't got to say it like that. <laughs> but it was such a relief to okay. finally know, it, you know, and that's the first part, to know what I was dealing with. Okay. Um, and so part of the whole, the testing, what really was just talking, you know, with the psychologist, mm-hmm. taking handwritten tests, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of the answering question, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was nothing invasive. For yeah. thinking, oh my God, they're going to put things on my brain. No, they're not. <laughs> it, it really is just more like therapy than anything. And it's like assessments, you know? It is. That's, like, all, that's exactly what it is. Like that's we took those personality tests and things. Yes. It's like yes. that. <laughs> we went through that with Josh, so I know what you're talking about. And you're right, <laughs> like, we would drop him off, and there would be like a whole day of testing yeah. that we would have to do. At yeah. different junctures in his development. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel in, in, in my mind, I was thinking, this is this ain't gonna get me nowhere. And I'm telling you, this is what I was thinking. But uh, again, um, when they came back and said, Yeah, and in and part of that uh assessment caused me to have to think back okay. to even as a child, and my teacher would always say, She's so smart, but she daydreams a lot. Oh, that was okay. I would quickly finish my work and then I would leave the room mentally. <laughs> leave the room. Just literally. So 
And um, and so it was just all those kind of things that allowed me to say, ah, okay. uh, that's what that was. Uh, mm-hmm. College was a challenge. And I, which was, again, it was, it was enlightening to know, but it was also sad because I said, wow, had I known this when mm-hmm. I was in college? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm a successful, I'm, I'm handling my business, but I feel like I could have been so much more mm-hmm. had I been able to say, Oh, you know, and I know my parents, had they known, they, they did what they knew to do. Mm-hmm. They know that was never, you know, nobody mm-hmm. knew a thing about that in the 70s. But, you know, I know my dad and my grandmother would have, you know, least, they had walked me to the doctor. They they At least our communities didn't know. Yeah. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And then when they did start diagnosing people with it, it was like, oh, and, you know, and I've had some feedback about that. Uh, you know, not recently, but where people are like, well, that's just in your mind. And then, you know me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. So, because it's not in your mind. And I think that's the other part where people, the shame comes in because we don't understand in our community when we say things like, you're just making that up. Or they're just putting that on our kids. Um, particularly, you know, you've heard that mm-hmm. where they say mm-hmm. they're just trying to find something that railroad our kids. That's not it. Because I also believe that ADHD is an ADD. There's something environmental about that as well. Okay. There's something about, um, again, the mind is, it is a disease, dis, dis-ease, dis-ease mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the mind uh, but I also believe that there is something environmentally that happened, such as, uh, and this is just from my own uh, study as well. I'm not a doctor where this is concerned, um, but there's something about what we're putting in our bodies, some chemical, because mm-hmm. it's just too much of it going on. So when we talk yeah, about yeah. our children, yeah. and we're saying, well, they, where did this come from? We didn't have this when we were younger. We did wasn't diagnosed and it has become worse, I think, because if you think about it, Tony, when the kids go to school and they drink milk, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be good for them, mm-hmm. the hormones that's in that milk, yeah. these little girls, yeah. said, all right, you're they right. got stuff. I'm like, you're right. You're never so got right. that. You're right. <laughs> never got these, something like that, but right. they're 12 mm-hmm. and they're getting mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So it's those kind of things that said, now it's affecting this on that on the on, on that little girl, or if it's affecting her behind, where it's you, then it's got to be affecting some other things. So that's just kind of how I come to kind of say, yeah, um, we got to think about too. And you when you started hearing people say, well, I started taking my child off of this, or I stopped eating this. Mm-hmm. You you are you know the self care guru, and and you. Eat, Eat like a rabbit, but hey, I do not. Nobody know me, really. No, <laughs> I, eat, I eat meat. I just eat very little, and I don't eat red meat. But I eat chicken and fish. <laughs> you can't tell me. I eat with you all the time. I'd be like, you go, you know, you not gonna eat that. So. But um, and I know that I calamari. <laughs> Yes, we do. We love calamari. <laughs> uh, so again, the you know diet, environmental. Yes, I do believe that has to do with it. But for me, I had to take medication. I have to take medication daily. Okay. Because again, without it, ADD triggers the other parts. It triggers the depression. Okay. okay. Um, I think you and I were. You like what was it last week we were talking and you was like mm, you was feeling a little off with me. I said like, no, what about you? But as we and and that's another thing when you're in relationship with people, you said to me, she said you said when you're going through your little thing, let me know, and I have to be willing to communicate. Hey, I'm in a low place right now. 
Mm-hmm. And it could very well be because, yeah, I may have taken my medicine because the medicine isn't isn't the panacea. It's not like it right, 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 it gives you a window of opportunity to manage it for the day. And everything mm-hmm. is day by day. So the medicine gives you an opportunity to manage it for the day. Yeah. I hear you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just was talking to my doctor because I, you know, I had to go back into therapy. I thought, you know, most people when they're, you know, uh, have mental, it's okay. I'm just taking my medicine. I'm good. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we, with the therapy, you got to have the, you know, you got to have that part too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Thursday, he and I were talking, my psychologist and I were talking and he said, yeah, I think it's time. He said, because of the hormonal and everything mm-hmm. that's going on, let's increase your medication. Yeah. yeah. I had to explain to him the last couple of weeks, I was really low. I was mm-hmm. really, really having and I a hard time. Mm-hmm. And I could tell. Yeah. And I'm going to say this too, um, Rosalind. Um, And I know when we had that conversation one time before, um, and I said to you, I said, well, let me know when you're having, you Mm -hmm. know, you're in one of your places. But then what I had to learn was not wait on you to tell me. I had to observe and know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I had to know how, how to, when to pull in close to you and when to, back up and just kind of let you go through what you were going through mm-hmm. kind of try to snap you know pull you out of it in a sense right, right. not to pull you out of it but just when the when to draw close and when to kind of back up and just kind of let you process where you are and i um i one of my guests um for this month this is national uh november's national caregiver month mm-hmm. and uh you know jerry jerry from the um from the mm-hmm. I jump rope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's caring for her um father. And mm-hmm. one of the things she said in that show, and it just reminds me of what we what we're saying here. She said that, you know, a lot of times um caregivers, um, uh, people will say to caregivers, let me know if you need something. And she said, right. we should do that. She said, what we yeah. should do is yeah. just you know they need something. You might not yeah. know exactly what they need, but she was like, just yeah. you know, drop off some groceries at the house or drop a, yeah. a, a gift card off at the house or something, or just let them know that you know they're not alone. Stop. And she was standing right. there, one of her friends came to the house and said, Hey, I'm just gonna come give you a few hours break because she caring for her father. Yeah, and take care of things and her go get some rest. And she was saying, because most times they're not gonna tell you when they need something. Right. And so do you find that to be the same with, with absolutely with- because you don't even and particularly with the with my personality type, we'll just okay. call it that. Mm-hmm. That whole I got this, or I'm independent. Oh. I may stay in the bed crying all day, or but my whole, you know, the way I really I present myself in life is I got this. Back up, you know, I'm good. So I don't even sometimes I don't know how to articulate that I'm in need. I don't mm-hmm. know. Because I've always been in that posture of defense of let me handle it. I got it. Um, and we last, talked about that recently. Remember, I think we saw yeah. an article. Somebody put an article uh-huh. about that. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. don't women, yeah. why don't yes. we ask for help? Yeah. Because see, that's what I mean about all those things. It's just kind of start wrapping themselves around each other. And, it, and there's no delineating line necessarily. But one thing leads to another. One thing leads to another. And then now you're just kind of wrapped up in this ball and you don't, sometimes you just don't have the strength to get out of it. So it's important. It is important to have your teammates and your your loved ones and your cheerleaders. Yes, your board of directors. In my book, the self-board of directors. Yes, yes. Yes, they'll be like, hey, where are you? And even though, and, and a lot of times you and I talk and I'm thinking, I didn't, I might leave thinking, I didn't even know that. Or I didn't know something, but just because we're in our conversation, it was like, ah, the light bulb goes off. So now I know what to ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt Bonnie, when I was a couple of weeks, you know, the last couple uh-huh. of weeks I was uh-huh. in my place. So, um you know, we call like, you know, like you and I would talk every day or, hey, just checking in, da, da, da. So um, I was not talking. I wasn't talking to you. I wasn't talking to her, but I just was could not. And so she was like, hey, 
Either you call me and let me know. She texted me, she me and let me know I'm on the way. And so, and so I was like, oh God, let me just. So I text her back and I said, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm all right, girl. I was just working. I sometimes I hide behind working. Um, so, but she did something that was very helpful for me. Okay. And even though when I text her back and I said, and she said, I'm on, I'm on the way. I just, you know, need to come back. And I, it was like early, um, that Saturday morning. I was like, no, I don't want to get up. I'm not, no. <laughs> and so she didn't even respond. So about 30 minutes later, I was, she was like, I'm outside. I was like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't, but the thing was, in them, I was like, oh, why is she coming over here? I'm good. I'm all right. But when she left, my heart felt so like somebody, you know, she got me. She somebody loved me. noticed. She mm-hmm. noticed. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it for that, it was it in that time, it was a game changer for me. It was like, okay, okay. yeah. Because all of that, you know, you kind of feel alone in that place. And so you're right in terms of how you were saying, you know, knowing me the way you know me is okay. Let me just stand down, but then you too can be very pushy. No, I'm just not. I, no, I'm gonna be like Bonnie. If you don't answer the phone, I'm coming over there. Period. I'd be like, y'all kick door, doors in. I'm coming in. Right. I can't go, I'm gonna give you two days. But by that third day, I'm going to be like Jesus. <laughs> by the third day, if, I, if you ain't responding by that third day, I'm I'm where you Y'all going? Y'all not calling Where your yeah. mom? Where's your mom? <laughs> What's going on? So talk to us a little bit about, Rosalind, what do you do for, because there are women listening to this, maybe even some men listening to this. They may have other people in their family that are that they're now hearing. They're like, "Oh my God, that's what's that's going what on." Yeah, yeah. Or maybe themselves. And so, yeah. What kind of support mm-hmm. can family and friends give? So I want you to talk about that, and then I want you to talk about what things you do yourself to make sure that you stay healthy in in this. Journey. Absolutely. So, but first, what kind of support can family and friends give? First of all, I think family and friends can, like you and um, Bonnie did, is to say, you know a person. If you have been in relationship with this person for as long as we have, or as long as mm-hmm. I have with my aunt and my other friends, you know, if you pay attention, you can say, hmm, Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will notice something is off with the person that they love, but they don't, they say, well, I ain't gonna say nothing. She ain't gonna snap on me. But I think mm-hmm. being able to, um, we gotta be able to really, and there have yeah. been times, and I have to say this, there have been times when you've been in one of your places and I would have, I have to risk you being upset with me. Yeah. Yeah. Say, hey, something's not right. What's going on with you? And I could, I know she might, she, she might snap on me on here. She might, you know, but I gotta be well. I love you enough to risk that. Right, right, right. And the, and that is one of the, you know when you talk about family, you and being able to do that, that is the best thing you can do. And it may not happen the first time where the person mm-hmm. is eye opening, like, oh, okay, they get me. It may not, it may not happen the second time, it may not happen the third time. But if you love the person enough, you're willing to say, Hey, I know you're gonna get mad. Like you you'll preface it with me sometime when we have a conversation, you like, hey, don't snap on me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna snap on you. <laughs> but you know, just being able to um, notice. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times people just want to say, you know, do you see me? Do you, do wow. you see me? Mm-hmm. Am I being seen by anybody? And people, and, and the other part of that, Tony, is because of my personality, because I'm an extrovert, and because, you know, I'm like, ha ha, I'm the, you know, the laughing joke of the party. A lot of times people will miss this about me. 
Mm-hmm. They'll miss that. So you may think that just because somebody is, well, when I saw her, they were, you know, just so happy and they was just laughing and stuff. But then they go, that person will go home and cry all night uh, and really struggle mm-hmm. with Mm-hmm. Just the whole mental defect that's going on, and so, then when you hear that something happened, yeah, committed suicide. Everybody shocked. Remember how with right. um, Anthony Bourdain? I mean, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, and who was the other the woman that uh, committed suicide? The the designer, the, the designer. I can't remember her name, but I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh huh. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, and then Fame. you, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, so then when you something happens then yes. they're shocked like oh my god yeah you know like um what's the man that did the um the show um the comedian um um mm, robin williams yes yes, yeah. yes, and, and yes. so i mean but and but yeah and so many mm-hmm. people i'm just so glad that we're we're at a place now where people can talk more about mental mental health and yeah. mental Child, mental health, mental diseases or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, we got to be able to talk about it and we got to be able to hear and see people so that right. we, so that we can uh, be there for them when we need to be and help mm-hmm. them get the help that they need. Right, right. And then you said too, how do I manage that beyond that? It, again, this is a day-to-day walk. Anytime you're dealing now, with- It shows up different in different people, right? It shows up differently. But it will, ADD is pretty much is going to show up in, you might feel, seem, be working with somebody or know someone and you're thinking, oh my God, they're just so scatterbrained. Or they were supposed to be here and they're late all the time. Um, Those are, those are symptoms. Okay. Um, Okay. Somebody just, you might walk in their house and you say, their house is a mess. Now, fortunately for me, that's not my testimony. Mm-hmm. I might be a little on the other end mm-hmm. because it does. You go from, because in my house, I th- sometimes I feel like this is the only order that I have. You know, I think that I, I keep this in order. I keep this in order. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and then sometimes you might come in my bedroom and you go, so did a tsunami hit her hand or something? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All your clothes out of your closet on your bed. <laughs> So again, from day to day, it can look very different. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's to first point out that while today it may look like this, but depending on what happens tomorrow, it could show up in a different way. Um, so with that in mind, it is what for me, what I have to do is take my medicine. Okay. Okay. And also, while I was on the same medication pretty much for 10 years, well, for a few years, mm-hmm. the medicine changes because mm-hmm. my body has changed. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what happened. My doctor mm-hmm. said, well, mm-hmm. you've gotten older. Some other things have started happening with inside your body. Mm-hmm. Um, exercise, mm-hmm. exercise, exercise, exercise. Mm-hmm. And I know I, you started doing that. Yes. That's good. And you've been so consistent. I'm just so proud of you. Yeah. I understand. I understand, but you getting, I'm like, oh, Tony just be doing so much. But But then once you get into it, I'm telling you, my body, I do it so much now. It's like, and I'm going to tell you now, I've, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't think I have ADHD, but I will tell you this exercise helps me with my thyroid. Yeah. yeah, It helps because my, because your thyroid being out of whack can make you feel like you're going crazy. It can make, it can also, because that was the other thing I had racing thoughts. I couldn't focus. (laughs) It wasn't ADHD with me. It was the hyperthyroid. Right. One of the things that helps me manage that is my exercise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is so important. People think, and we, you don't have to do everything that you do or I do because I kind of just, you know, got into it 
um, because of this, it started, but I started walking. Right. I started walking. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but the endorphins, when I leave class in the morning, it's like, ooh, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, it feel really like, I feel mm-hmm. good. I, feel, mm-hmm. I can make it after my day segment. It's and like, supposed to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. So if I can get from nine to 12, Every morning, and that's kind of how, not, I don't, nine to 12, you know, it's how I work, but I get up and go to class at six, and I feel like if I can get through half the day on the exercise that I've had today, and then I take medication to get me from the other half, <laughs> I'm winning. winning. <laughs> you winning. <laughs> uh, so, but, but I also tell you what I, you know, to help me manage. Knowing who you are as a person, sometimes, um, like, uh, if you know that your reprieve is being, just being with a book and like, you like a tea, if those things help rejuvenate you, you do that for you. For me, it is being with my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking a whole lot about just smack, you know, that. <laughs> revives me like yesterday we went you know just went out shopping for a little bit and really buy anything but just being with my girls you know that is that revives me okay so you got to know what it is that happens for you now i can't be with my girls every day because we all have lives um so you got to find things that work for you and your personality and remember that it's not about I got to take care, manage this whole month. What What's going to happen no, uh, November 30th? Oh, no, wow. You just got to manage this moment. Yep. Manage this day. Not even that's the whole day. That's why Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. Yes, yes. <laughs> that thing, honey. He meant that thing. And with ADD, it's more real than ever because, you know, and things change. You may, I'm not saying you don't plan for um you know, the week or the month plan for it, but you got to be able to say, if things don't work out that way, mm-hmm. let me just exhale and see what else I can do for today, for today. Okay. okay. So that's, that's just my biggest thing that I can tell and anybody. Knowing yourself. Knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. What it is that pleases your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps you exhale to get through this and, and learning how to, and again, this is another daily thing that I have to do when you don't complete something or when something doesn't measure up the way you want that you don't go all in on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you've heard me say these words. I said, I feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. I had to step back from that and say, you're not, you're not. You just reached a limit. Yeah. And if you didn't complete it, and I think that we do that, we drive ourselves to be sick. And it's not just with ADD. We do it yeah. in, in general. So we want to get, every, we don't know when to say, I've had enough. I'm tapped out. I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. I can't do another Zoom call. I can't do another. Right. <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't do any. They, I'm done. I'm anything done. else to give today. Right. When I got done yesterday, I was teaching all day and mm-hmm. um and, and I was gonna meet up with you all to go eat. Mm-hmm. And you, you text me, I was like, hey, fine. I went and put on my pajamas, I, I know you some popcorn and got in the middle of my bed and watched the president elect give his <laughs> advice. I'm so happy and content. I know I you were what's going on. I didn't care what nobody else was doing. I said everybody out in the street celebrating. I was right here in this in my bed in my pajamas. Cause for me, that's how that's I make exactly. It. And exactly. you gotta know yourself. And sometimes we exactly. just and push, push and be honest with you. That's how I ended up with my thyroid out of whack. Pushing yeah. and pushing push. and pushing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. induced. Right. Right. And that you're that is so key because especially with us as women of color. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Especially with us. The world on our back. Yeah. And we don't and our shutoff valve, we don't know when it's time to just shut that valve off. So it keeps seeping. It keeps just keeps seeping until there's nothing left. Mm -hmm. There's nothing left. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. So, and I think, and I know like the other week you went out, uh, you know, you went, got in the car and went with your girlfriends and, and your preaching girlfriends, I call them, uh, whom I love. I'm, hey, Melody, if you're talking to that, I'm so glad. <laughs> I got in the car and just drove to North Carolina. Just, exactly. And you know, I do stuff like that all the time. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to Florida. Yeah. And, you know, and just like get in the car. Don't be afraid to, and don't be afraid to live your life. And even if that means I've made plans to go to Grand Canyon, I want to see Grand Canyon. Do what, what you can do. You may not be able to do, you say, oh, I can't afford to do that. Uh, you may not. That's fine. But what you may be able to do is say, but I'm going to drive across town and give me a hotel room. How about that? And one of my guests, um, um, Dr. Sarah Williams, um, was on and she was saying that she and her son, her children were talking about um, for Christmas since just going, getting on Amtrak and getting a private car and yes. going across country. On yes. yes. I mean, you know, so many things we can do, even in COVID. You know, we yes. talked about that in the pandemic. Yeah. We, we got out and started going to different waterfalls in Georgia yep. and stuff. And people, you know, people are like, what? Look, this stuff been in our backyard, Ross. We hadn't even taken advantage of it. But it was helping us. It was helping me manage my thyroid, helping yep. you manage your ADD. Yep. It yep. was helping us get out because COVID yep. in and of itself is bringing a whole nother oh my level to it all. A whole nother it's level of stress. It. Yeah, yeah, it's adding to it. it wow. Is. And then so I just think that whole, what I heard you say also, what I'm hearing you to say is be kind to yourself. Get oh, your Absolutely. The same Absolutely. same grace that you get to other people. Yes. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we all we are much harder on ourselves than anyone else could possibly mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. Uh and I'm not gonna just say particularly as women, as a people, we yeah. are. Yeah. Um one thing is because we feel like we are, for lack of a better words, we're frauds. Mm -hmm. We feel like, oh, somebody's going to find out that I don't know what I'm saying. What I say, I know. And da da da. So it's we're always, you know. All the imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yes, that's a, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So all mm -hmm. that's in the play. Mm -hmm. and, and especially when we now, like now, when jobs are um, scarce or whatever. Mm -hmm. So people are really feel, feel like day to day, I don't know what. But and the I got to be on my game. I got to grind. I got to be on my Right, right. Mm -hmm. Be like, girl, please sit down with all that. <laughs> but because the reality is, and this is what I've come to know, I, you know, while I'm working and I have been working since May, working hard since May, but I could get up in the morning and they'd be like, you know what? We don't need no more trainers over here. So when we talk about self care for all the believing people, that whole faith thing we've been talking about. Yeah. We're going to use it now or we're not because right. The, right now is when it is most important because we don't know what tomorrow holds. Like for real, we don't. No, we don't. So it's a, uh, when we talk about the, the self care, and I don't mean that in a whole spiritual yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I, God, you all I got. Yeah. I have my friends. I have my family. I have my loved ones. Yes. But at the end of the day, with ADD, all this stuff, God, you are all that I have. Now, God, I believe God shows up in my friends, in my family, in my situation. That's how he shows his hand. That's what I've always believed. And God shows up in your medicine. He shows yes. up in your therapy. In my, in my psychiatrist. class. Yes. God shows up. <laughs> and, and so we have to get away from this feeling. And I know I'm not saying that, you know, there's some people who have decided not to take medication. And I know there are probably people listening here that mm -hmm. don't believe in taking medication. But whatever you're doing, if it's herbs or whatever, it is, whatever way you right. have found to right. take care of yourself. But then there are people who... Who um who need medication and they should not feel right. bad that they need exactly. medication exactly and not exactly. take their medication for fearing that they don't have faith and so right. that that that's also injurious and so well Ross I'm, our time is is winding up so I'm just so glad that we had this conversation this has been a, I'm gonna have to bring you back because we need to probably delve into this a little more and just okay. um um maybe. 
you know, you and a couple of other people here at the same yeah. time to talk with um with you and maybe some other professional women who are, mm-hmm. you know, like like Dr. Stacy mm-hmm. or, or somebody else. And then I'm, you know, I'm just thinking about maybe just having a conversation with, with women in general around yeah. different aspects of our lives and how certain things affect us when we go into menopause. That's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. So we need to come back and talk about that menopause thing. Yes, because we just think about, oh, I'm having high flashes. Oh, no. So many. Like you said, I'm having a trifecta right now. Yes. I got ADHD. It's it's triggering depression. It's wrapping itself around my um, menopause. Yeah. We need to talk about that um, as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so glad. Thank you for having me. Yay. Well, thank you for coming. I appreciate you, Lucy. I appreciate you. Hello. <laughs> I'm sure when we get out of this, I'll call you, girl. Call okay. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, thank you all for joining us this week on the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care podcast. Thank you for to my guest, Rosalind Bogle, for sharing with us her journey through ADD, ADHD. If you're listening, Please, please, please share this podcast episode with other women, share it with other family members. If you're in need of help, go and get the help you need. There's no shame, girl, no success in you suffering in silence and not getting the help that you need. All of us need help and all of us have to go get and do what we need to do to be healthy and to take care of ourselves. Continue to follow the podcast. You can follow us on, on Spotify excuse me, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, you can go to the to my YouTube channel and you can watch this episode on YouTube uh, or you can listen to it on all the other podcast platforms. Women, join the Harmonize Your Life uh, uh, um, Women's Self-Care Network. We have a network of women. Rosalind is in the network. network. So many other of my guests that you've heard on the podcast are part of the self-care network, and we are doing this network thing. We got a movement going. We really, 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 really believe that uh, in the message of self-care, we are applying these things to our own lives. We're not talking to you out of a vacuum. We're talking to you from our own life experiences, and we are helping one another. We are taking care of ourselves, and we are taking care of our sisters. Thank you again, Rosalind, for being on here. And we'll see you all next week for another episode on the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast. See you soon. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.